Hey you guys, happy Monday. Welcome back to the Mia's Mom podcast. My name is Cambry and I'm the host of Mia's Mom. I'm so glad that y'all liked last week's episode with Jordan. If you missed it, you definitely need to go back and give it a listen. Back when I first had the idea of Mia's Mom conversations like the one that I had with Jordan are what I was most excited about sharing on the podcast. I'm so thankful that Mia's Mom is a spot for so many other things too, but I'm really grateful that Jordan was willing to share her story and I'll look forward to future mom story episodes where we as moms can continue to learn and grow from each other. I know that I did have several new people tune in last week for Jordan's episode. If you're new and you haven't had a chance to go back and check out previous episodes, I want to give a short review on episode two that will also help be an introduction to this week's episode. And like I did in episode two, I want to give a brief content warning. If you are currently pregnant or have been through child loss recently, this episode may not be for you. And if that is you, feel free to close out of this episode now. I introduced you guys to our first son, Baby D, in episode two. In that episode, I shared that in March of 2019, we lost our first son when I was 21 weeks pregnant with him. If you have been through a similar experience, you know how overwhelming the grief can be and how difficult it can be to navigate especially during pregnancy loss and not knowing how to honor your child at the time of passing and how to celebrate and remember his or her life. In this episode, I'm going to share some of the immediate things that Drew and I did after we lost baby D and how we remember and honor him every year since his passing. I'll also be sharing some ideas if you're a family member or a friend who wants to support someone going through this type of loss. Everyone is so different in how they grieve. There's no right or wrong, and just because something worked for us or because we did or do something in a specific way doesn't mean that it's necessarily the right path for you. I just wanted to share this in case there was somebody out there searching for ideas or has found themselves in the same type of situation. This is just what we did. So at the time, we were living in New Orleans. We knew that we weren't going to live there permanently, so we decided on cremation so that we could have baby D's ashes with us wherever we ended up moving to. Obviously, as parents, we don't ever think that we're going to have to make these types of decisions for our own children, but I'm really glad that we decided to have baby D cremated Like I said, just because we knew we weren't going to be in New Orleans forever and that we wouldn't have a permanent home for several years. Because he was cremated, I decided to put some of his ashes in a bracelet. Someone really close to me did the same thing when she lost her first child um, that was also during pregnancy. And I loved the idea of having baby D with me physically anytime that I wanted. There are a ton of different companies that do this and a lot of different options of jewelry to choose from. My friend that I mentioned earlier has a necklace and I chose to go with a bracelet When I was Googling, Google told me that there are also rings now available. The funeral home that we used had options to choose from, but I ended up using a different company and ordering the jewelry and then giving it to the funeral home for them to place the ashes inside. 
I can't remember the name of the company, but if I find the documents in our records, I'll put it in the show notes today in case you are interested in that route. Baby D's bracelet looks a lot like a Pandora bracelet, if you know what those look like. It kind of just looks like a basic charm that has my sweet boy engraved on it. I'll post a picture of it today in stories if you're interested um, in seeing what that looks like. I've also mentioned on here before that I'm pretty low maintenance now when it comes to makeup, clothes, jewelry, etc. Anytime I do wear jewelry, I wear my Baby D bracelet, although most days I don't really wear jewelry. I didn't know at the time that a ring was an option, and looking back now, I wish that I would have gotten a ring because I think that I would probably wear it more often. Although I think it is important to note that the love that I have for Baby D isn't dependent on me wearing my bracelet. So even though I'm happy that I have my cremation bracelet, Baby D is with me always, regardless if I'm wearing my bracelet or not, and regardless if I have ever even gotten the bracelet. If your child wasn't cremated or you didn't get jewelry at the time they were cremated, another great option is birthstone jewelry. The only thing that I asked my parents for in Christmas of 2019 was a birthstone ring for Baby D's birth month. Again, I don't wear jewelry a ton, but I absolutely love my birthstone ring. And I even added another after Jack was born for his birth month. So I have a little stack that I can wear together. And eventually I want to get Drew's birthstone added to the stack so I can have my whole little family there. When we were in the hospital, the staff gifted us with a remembrance box, including photos that they took, a crocheted hat and blanket, a teddy bear, and some other things as well. My friend that I mentioned earlier was also gifted one of these boxes after her loss, so I think that this is common for hospitals to do, and I am so grateful for ours. Looking back, I'm able to remember that my friend was gifted one of these, but at the time, Drew and I weren't expecting the hospital to provide anything. Included in the box were Baby D's footprints, which I ended up getting tattooed on my arm in July of 2019. I know that tattoos aren't for everyone, but I am so glad that I have mine. And this, more than the jewelry for me personally, is a constant reminder that Baby D is always with me. I know I keep saying this, but everybody is so different in how they grieve. Drew and I love talking about Baby D. I think for us, we want him to be remembered and talking about him is how we keep his memory alive. I love when I'm asked about my tattoo or when I can share details about his little life. Not everybody is like this though, so I think it's important to respect boundaries and read the room. If somebody shuts down the conversation, you need to respect that. Some of my boundaries are that I love to talk about Baby D, but I don't like sharing pictures of him with people. That's something that's really personal to me and to me and Drew, and I don't want to share pictures of him with anybody except for the people who were there with us on the day of delivery. I think that those are all of the immediate things that we did to honor a Remember Baby D during his passing. We chose not to do a funeral or have a memorial service. Again, this is just personal preference and it's not something that we felt like we needed, but that is an option, um, a more widely known option after losing a loved one. As far as things we do every year, Drew and I are really big on traditions. We love doing them year after year. We love adding new traditions. We just love everything about traditions. And I think 
the way that we remember baby D is going to change a little bit every year. No year is going to look exactly like the year before did. For example, on baby D's first birthday, I didn't really want to have communication with anybody besides Drew. I just wanted to have a day alone um, again with Drew where I could just we could just sit and reflect all day. I mentioned some of this stuff in Baby D's episode, but there's a weird feeling during unimaginable grief where you realize that the world is still going on and people are still out there living their lives and you're just stuck in this black hole of grief. And I think for me, on year one, I wanted to be back in isolation where it felt like nothing else mattered except for Baby D's life and Drew and me. And I also mentioned this in episode two, but there was once a time where Drew and I couldn't really think about baby D or talk about him without being sad. And that was definitely the case for me on year one. I wanted to feel that isolation and to be sad because at that point, that's what made his life feel real to me. Now that we have Jack, I can't just cut off communication all day. I have to have a phone with me in case there is an emergency. And honestly, that isolation isn't something that I feel like I need anymore. Grief and traditions are constantly shifting and changing, and that's okay. One of my favorite things to do every year is to go to Trader Joe's or the farmer's market and pick out some really pretty flowers. When Baby D passed away, we were flooded with plants and flowers from friends and family members sending their condolences. And buying ourselves flowers is something every year that's a small reminder of March 2019 when our house was just filled with these bouquets. This was the first year that Jack helped me pick out the flowers and I introduced Jack to Baby D's name. So as we were picking out the flowers, he knew that we were picking them out for Baby D, although it's going to be several years before we explain you know, more of that situation. That was a really neat experience to be able to share with him though, um, to share with Jack for the first time and to have him be part of the traditions this year. Another thing that we do every year is pay for somebody's birthday cake in Baby D's honor. I can't remember where we first heard about this idea, but I know it's a pretty common way parents honor a late child. I'm in a bereavement group on Facebook and a lot of the parents will leave a note with the bakery to give to the person that ordered the cake saying it's in their child's memory. I will say this tradition is getting harder and harder every year. The first year we paid it forward at a local bakery. The following years we went to Target or Walmart. But when I tried this past year, their ordering system is completely online now, both at Walmart and Target, and you have to pay at the time you order the cake. So Drew had the idea of donating to our local community kitchen, which worked out great and is probably what we'll continue to do in the future. Something new that we added this year for the first time is in addition to donating a cake in Baby D's honor, Drew and I and Jack picked out a birthday cake for Baby D, a small birthday cake to go home and share together and just have that time to celebrate him together as a family. So that was really neat and something new that we added this year. Also, every year we make a donation in Baby D's name to Rachel's Gift, which is a charity that is really special to us. I'm going to read a little bit of information about Rachel's Gift from their website It says, since 2008, we have collaborated with hospitals to provide specialized care for patients who have lost a child to miscarriage, stillbirth, or infant death. 
At the time of crisis, our bereavement care and services help to lessen trauma and long-term regrets, reducing psychological damage. We provide educational training to caregivers along with keepsakes and follow-up support to families, all of which is funded by generous donations from the communities we serve. No parent should suffer the loss of a baby alone. We are devoted to validating each child's life. Our purpose is to lend guidance on the path to healing. We first heard about Rachel's gift after Baby D passed away and a family member made a donation to this charity in his name. We love the idea of supporting an organization that helps parents in the same situation that we were in. We personally did not seek out resources from Rachel's gift when Baby D passed away, but I'm so glad that organizations like Rachel's gift exist and are able to help families during the loss of a child. The last thing that we do every year on Baby D's birthday is look through his box. So we have a box with every single thing that we ever bought him, anything that we were gifted, his pregnancy announcement sign, etc. And during that time, we look through every single card that we were gifted. Um, During the time that we lost him, we read through all of those and spend some time reflecting on some of the memorial items that the hospital sent home with us. And honestly, it's just a really nice time to sit quietly with Drew and reflect and remember. I also wanted to mention this. We have a little area set up on the dresser in our room, like a little memorial area with a picture of Baby D, his ashes. Um, There's a blue jay that I painted there, a willow tree angel, and a candle. I think I mentioned this in episode two, but in case I didn't, blue jays are so important to us. We saw blue jays everywhere after baby D passed away, and we know now that every time we see one, it's him just coming to say hey and checking in on us, and it's always so nice to see a blue jay. I love blue jays. The candle holder we have is a custom-made one from Etsy. I saw another bereaved mom share one on her late son's birthday, and I thought it was so beautiful. I love ours, although we're not very good about remembering to burn it on Baby D's birthday or on, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but the Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. Those are two common days that a lot of family members burn like remembrance candles. It's a beautiful keepsake though, and I love the idea. So I'm going to leave the links to the Willow Tree Angel that I have that I absolutely love. It was really important for me to get that just I don't know why but I just loved it and then also the candle holder I'm going to leave both of those links in the show notes today if you're interested in checking either one of those out as difficult as it is to lose a child I know it can also be really difficult to try and navigate supporting a friend or family member who's going through the loss of a child so I want to share a few ideas that you can do at the time of a loss, as well as some things that you can do every year to show your support to a friend or family member. I've mentioned previously that Drew and I are from Arkansas, but at the time we were living in New Orleans. We had made several close friends in New Orleans, but all of our family and most of our close friends from high school and college were in Arkansas. And even with the distance, we had so many people shower us with love during that time. People sent flowers and cards, which, as I mentioned earlier, are both things that we still incorporate into celebrating Baby D's life every year. 
making food for somebody or sending someone a meal is also very common, especially in the South. I know I'm not really sure about the North, but in the South, I know that's definitely a thing. I know a lot of people that do this when somebody is sick or if they've had surgery after a death, so many different times that people do that. A few of our friends had a really great idea to send us food via Uber Eats since they weren't able to physically bring us food due to the distance. This was such a great idea as Drew and I didn't have much of an appetite and when we did we had to eat right then or the feeling would pass by really quickly. We didn't have time to order food because by the time we ordered it and it got there we would lose our appetite again. Having food on hand at the house was such a blessing and using Uber Eats or a similar food delivery service is a great option if your loved one isn't in the same town as you. We also had a friend, Drew's boss, actually sent us a HelloFresh box. That was our very first HelloFresh subscription and something that we continue to use this day. I'll probably talk about that on a later episode, but that is also a great option. If you've never used a meal service like HelloFresh or Blue Apron, Um, home chef they give you everything that you need to make the meals and you can make them at your house with measured out ingredients so that is also a really good option if you want to gift someone a box like that if you do live in the same town and you want to make a meal respecting boundaries is so important for our situation I'm kind of thankful that we didn't have people physically coming over and into our house it was such an emotionally draining time It's a time where it's hard to sleep and you're rarely hungry and for us we were crying a lot of the time, basically all day. So leaving a meal on the front porch with a note or a quick text might be a better option than making someone communicate with you face to face if you are wanting to physically bring a meal. Another thing that I mentioned earlier, um, another idea that you can do at the time of a loss is making a donation to Rachel's Gift or to another organization like Rachel's Gift in the child's name. This was so meaningful to us and again is something that we incorporate into Baby D's birthday every single year. As far as celebrating your friend's child every year, the thing that means the most to me personally is people remembering the date. I don't get upset if you forget, but it is really special to me if you send a text or a card remembering Baby D's birthday. I love Jack and I'm so thankful to be his mom and I don't want people to forget that while I am Jack's mom, I'm also Baby D's mom too. And remembering his birthday is a way to show that his little life is important to you. Texting or sending a card is something that will cost you literally nothing and it it will make a huge impact on somebody's day. Additionally, you can send flowers to the family or you can make a donation in the child's name. Like I've mentioned a couple of times, those are both great ways to show support year after year. We have a very close family member who makes a donation to Rachel's gift every single year in Baby D's name, and every single year it makes us smile to receive that notification from Rachel's gift. They let us know that this person made a donation 
in baby D's name and it's every single year on his birthday and that's so special to us. Also, just doing something kind on that day in the child's honor can go such a long way. This could be something as simple as holding a door open for somebody to covering somebody's grocery bill or something like on a larger scale. We recently bought a homeless person a meal and when I told Jack what we were doing, he said, baby D and it immediately made my eyes start watering he was putting two and two together that we were doing something nice for somebody like we did on baby D's birthday when we donated the cake together Um, Jack and I did that together when we took it to the community kitchen and this is also such a great example that kids are always listening to us they're just soaking up this information and they apply it into their own lives this is a perfect example of that Anyway, that is today's episode. I really hope this episode was helpful if you're going through something similar or if you've been through a loss and you want to celebrate your child but you don't know where to start or if you're a family member looking to support someone in a similar situation. If you want to chat more about this topic, please send me a message on Instagram. You can send me a direct message on Instagram. It is at meismompod. I would be happy to talk with you more, and if needed, if there's enough questions or comments, there might be a follow-up episode on this topic. I hope you'll have a great day and a great week. I'm going to be back next week with another guest episode, so I will talk to y'all then. Bye.